0: What follows is a first-hand account of Pascha in Russia's catacombs during the early days of Soviet rule, late 1920s. Even in the midst of the Solovki concentration camp, not long before an active monastery, under the threat of death if found to be celebrating the divine services, even if in the simplest and most unassuming manner, The Righteous Ones of Christ fearlessly celebrated the saving death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. These faithful members of the Russian catacomb church were truly, as St. Paul puts it, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. At Solovki, we had several secret catacomb churches, but our favorites were two, the Cathedral Church of the Holy Trinity and the Church of St. Nicholas the Wonderworker. The first was a small clearing in the midst of a dense forest in the direction of the Savati assignment area. The dome of this church was the sky, the walls were the birch forest. The Church of St. Nicholas was located in the deep forest towards the Muxholm assignment area it was a thicket naturally formed by seven large spruces. Most frequently, the secret services were conducted here, in the Church of St. Nicholas. In the Holy Trinity Cathedral, services were conducted only in the summer, on great feasts, and, with special solemnity, on the day of Pentecost. But sometimes, depending on circumstances, doubly secret services were celebrated also in other places. Thus, for example, on Great Thursday of 1929, the service of the reading of the Twelve Gospels was celebrated in our physician's cell in the Tenth Company. Vladika Victor and Father Nicholas came to us as if for disinfection. Then, catacomb-style, they served the church service with the door bolted. On Great Friday, an order was read in all companies informing that for the next three days no one would be allowed to leave the companies after 8 p.m., save in exceptional circumstances and by special written permit of the camp commandant. At 7 p.m. on Friday, when we physicians had just returned to our cells after a 12-hour workday, Father Nicholas came to us and told us that a Plaszinitsa, a burial shroud with the image of Christ, the size of one's palm had been painted by the artist R. The service, the rite of burial, was to be held and would begin in an hour. Where? Vladika Maxim asked. In the great box for drying fish, which is close to the forest next to Camp N. The password? Three knocks and then two. It's better to come one at a time. In half an hour Vladika Maxim and I left our company and started out for the indicated address. Twice the patrols asked for our permits. We, as physicians, had them, but what about the others? Vladika Victor, Vladika Ilarion, Vladika Nectari and Father Nicholas? Vladika Victor worked as a bookkeeper in the rope factory. Vladika Nectari was a fisherman, and the others weaved nets. Here was the edge of the forest. Here was the box, about nine yards long, without windows, the door scarcely noticeable. Light twilight, the sky covered with dark clouds. We knocked three times and then twice. Father Nicholas opens. Vladika Victor and Vladika Ilarion are already here. In a few minutes Vladika Nectari also comes. The interior of the box has been converted into a church. On the floor, on the walls, spruce branches. Several candles flickering, small paper icons. The small plushinitsa is buried in green branches. Ten people have come to pray. Later another four or five come, of whom two are monks. The service begins in a whisper. It seemed that we had no bodies, but were only souls. Nothing distracted or interfered with prayer. I don't remember how we went home, that is, to our companies. The Lord covered us. The bright service of Pascha was assigned to our physician's cell. Towards midnight, under various urgent pretexts arranged by the medical section, without any kind of written permit, all who intended to come gathered, about fifteen people in all. After the matins and liturgy, we sat down and broke the fast. On the table were Paschal cake and cheese, colored eggs, cold dishes, wine liquid yeast with cranberry extract and sugar. About three o'clock, we parted. Control rounds of our company were made by the camp commandant before and after the services, at 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., finding us, four physicians headed by Vladika Maxim. On his last round, the commandant said, What, doctors, you're not sleeping? And immediately he added, Such a night, and one doesn't want to sleep. And he left. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank Thee for the miracle of Thy mercy and power, pronounced Vladika Maxim movingly, expressing our common feelings. The white night of Solovki was nearing its end, the delicate rose-colored paschal morning of Solovki. The sun, playing for joy, greeted the monastery concentration camp, converting it into the invisible city of Ketej and filling our free souls with a quiet, unearthly joy. Many years have passed since that time, but the fragrant remembrance of this delicate Paschal morning is unforgettably alive. It was literally only yesterday.